0: Hello and welcome to Classical Stuff You Should Know, a podcast about books and ideas and philosophy and architecture. I'm not done yet. Hold on. And actually I am done because I can't think of anything else. Boating? No. Animal husbandry? none of these things are true. Sailing? Why are boating and sailing both on the list? One has
1: a paddle and one has a
0: sail. You can boat with a paddle. You Can Can you saddle with a boat? All right. Today we are talking about... Stop. Nope. Stop thinking about it. This is how we get de, uh, get on detours. Okay. My name is Thomas Magby. I am joined as always by Mr. A.J. Hennenberg. You. And Mr. Graham Donaldson. Hello. And today we are going to... So um, this is a little known fact that many thousands of years... We only cover old things. We would never consider covering modern um, books and or other media. So a little known fact is that thousands of years ago they had... Um, movie theaters. Little known fact: um, They were able to take the papyrus and just kind of shine a light through it, mm-hmm. and it would put it up on the on the screen. And so you're talking about one of those old one of
2: those old one of those old ones, probably one of those old movies. Yeah, probably 700 years old.
0: 700 year old movie. This is kind of incredible. And uh, I'm going to let you take it away. What?
2: Called the Green Knight. It's, um, oh, wow. No, today we are going to be talking about something that's actually like new, kind of. <laughs> um, we're going to be talking about a movie that just came out. And I'm gonna, we're gonna be talking about its source material. Okay. So maybe we should do what other other things do, other podcasts do, and say like, spoilers? this is your spoiler warning. We never do spoiler warnings because most of our stuff's like 800 years old, so <laughs> it's probably been spoiled to you. Um, should I have or,
0: done a, a spoiler alert for my 2,500 for, year old <laughs> <for> <laughs> Herodotus? Yeah, yeah,
2: seriously. Spoiler: Cyrus wins. Yeah. Um, but no spoilers. So if you are wanting to go see the new movie, The Green Knight. We are going to be talking about the movie, the ending, and specifically how it relates to the source material, the, the poem, Sir uh, Gawain and the Green Knight. Um, I pronounce it Gawain because my English teacher, when I was a kid, pronounced it Gawain, and there's probably people that pronounce it Gawain. How about Garwin? Um, or Garwin, like they pronounce it in the movie, which is frustrating. Um, that was weird. But it's Gawain, it's got an A-I-N. If you didn't want to be Gawain and you wanted to be Gawain, then take the I out. Geez. Um, Anyway, that's my... Shots
0: fired at the anonymous author of this poem,
2: right? Or just to pronunciation, pronunciators. Um, No, you can quibble with my pronunciation if you want. But anyway, so all this to say, massive spoilers for this movie, because I am specifically going to be talking about the very different ending, uh, twist ending to the book, or sorry, the movie than it is from the book. So that's, this has been your warning. If you want to go watch this movie and not have it spoiled... Go back and listen to an old old episode. You've been warned.
0: Do you want to give? Is there? Do you want to say why you're talking about a movie?
2: So the reason we're why i wanting to talk about this is because um, obviously it was taken from a book that we've talked about in this podcast before. Not I'm not saying that he listened to our podcast <laughs> and wrote this movie. No, but what the point being that know. David Lowery um, is a
0: huge fan.
2: Yeah. Uh, in the end, the movie. Um, has a, the movie ends up having this big metaphor that ends up being the driver for the actions of a character, and same, similar to how the real sort, the old source material, Sir Gawain and the Green Knight, also has this metaphor that works itself all the way through the book, and recasts the whole story for everybody at the end. And the, when we were watching this, uh, I thought that this was a great example of how to, of like sort of. Um, like a simple metaphor versus like a much more complex metaphor. Um, with the movie having sort of this, sim- not simplistic, I think it's still, I liked the movie. I thought it was great. Uh, but the me- the metaphor at the end uh, ended up being kind of like this, this uh, a simple metaphor with a pretty easy to grasp message, a little moral of the story, where at the end you were able to say like, oh, the moral of the story was this. Whereas the, me- the symbol of in the book, Sir Gawain and the Green Knight is this sort of much more sort of nuanced and difficult and harder to grasp thing. And therefore I think has a a lot more, I don't know if it's staying power, um, but definitely uh, it's a more frustrating metaphor. And therefore I think um, uh, is a little bit more rich. Well, because it's, it's,
1: a more unique metaphor, and it's right? and
2: it's, its own thing. That's whereas right. the new movie metaphor, I've I've seen movies that have the same kind of yes moral lesson exactly, um, and obviously the moral lesson in the new movie is very much in line with kind of like modern sentiments about about hmm. yourself. Whereas the one in Sir Go- in the old poem Sir Gawain the Green Knight is maybe a lot more foreign to us because it 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 um it has a lot more elements of things that were more um entwined in the life of the Middle Ages. I still
0: appreciated the heroism at the end. I don't.
2: Yeah, we'll of go. all the ways that could have. It's not. A, changed, it's not a bad,
1: it's not a bad right. metaphor. It's.
2: It's. Yeah, I don't think it's bad. It's just that the one. So this isn't yeah. like a, I love the book, I hate the movie because I actually quite enjoyed the movie. It's more, um, I wanting to compare these two things to show you the sort of, um, the differences between this the, this metaphor at the end. So let's set this up. Um, first of all, uh, the three of us all went to go see this movie together. It was a little classical stuff. You should know outing. It's true. And uh, it was nice to be in a movie theater again after, you know, uh, that was the first movie I'd been to since COVID started. You you boys?
0: Yeah, I saw Tenet, I think. In a movie theater? Twice, twice, Poor thing. Did you bring
2: earplugs? No.
0: Uh, No. It was great. It was a great movie. What? Tenet was weird. Uh, Okay. Okay. Anyway. So you saw it. Oh, wait. Is Tenet, can you watch it online now?
2: Yeah. Okay. I must have watched
0: it. Did you see something in theaters during COVID? I didn't.
1: I saw it. No, I didn't. I didn't see anything during COVID but I saw
2: Tenet mm-hmm. I, I did not like it it's like okay. listening to it's like watching a movie with a storm in the background so like you can't hear anything anyway whatever <laughs> okay <laughs> Let's dump um, on Tenet some more. Yeah, yeah. if you want to, like, take this podcast and go, like, turn your fan on uh, and your uh, over your oven. I'm just going to make noises in the back. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Can
0: I just do that for anyway. The, hope you enjoy um, that sound editor. So we went AJ to go Hennenberg. see it.
2: We went to go to the iconic uh, Alamo Draft House here in Austin. Uh, long may it live. I know it's in some rough times with COVID, so we we supported a local institution. I had a pizza and a beer. It's wonderful. It's a great place to watch a movie. It was great. It was you, you rock Alamo Dress House. Um, okay, so I'm just going to describe a little bit of the movie and then uh, especially paying more attention to the end and then describe the book and then kind of talk about how these um, they use the same thing to, for a metaphor meaning very different things. Okay, so the movie um, um, traces to the book very... Faithfully, up until about Gawain goes on the quest. Okay, except for the the beginning, that's way far Uh, off. Okay, yeah. And then the middle is pretty spot on, and then the end Um, is pretty far off. Yes. When they have scenes that were the scenes in the book, they're spot on. on. And then the other stuff they, they, they put in. So. In the movie version, Gawain is this young knight who sort of is lacking direction and guidance in life. When we meet him, he is in a brothel. Yes. Um, part, uh, uh, enjoying the uh, all the things that the brothel has to offer. And it's Christmas morning. And he then goes off to church um, from the brothel. So this is our hero.
1: Yes. Did he go to church? I thought he went to, he told his mom he was at mass was. and he, didn't, oh, go to he mass. didn't go to church at all.
2: Anyway. Yeah, he didn't go
1: to church at all. He goes to the round table. He goes and then he goes
2: home, he has a shower and then goes to the round table where the king is. Yeah. Um, the king and queen are not um, named as Arthur and Guinevere. They're just named king and queen and they're old yeah. and they're like ch- presumably childless. They don't have any kids.
0: Correct. I guess they don't mention any.
2: Yeah, because Gawain becomes king at the end. Yes. Um. So, yeah, kind of, kind of. Yeah. They're old and they're like real feeble. And the king looks like you could knock him over with like a feather. He's sort of like it's a wet papery. Wet, he's like a wet bag. Yeah. That king, and the queen looks, you know, equally ill. And Gawain is there, and he's surrounded by all the bro knights who are doing their bro knight things, drinking beer and guffawing and doing all this kind of stuff. Um. It seems like an okay party. It seems like an okay party. Yeah. Yep. And, but uh, immediately in the film, you get the sense that Gawain is kind of like driftless and aimless and wants to be a knight, but isn't. And he talks about one day he's going to be wealthy and his like prostitute uh, brothel woman is like, do you want me? I want to be your lady. Um, And uh, meanwhile, his mom, uh, dad's nowhere to be seen. Don't know what happened to dad. Meanwhile, his mom is performing crazy ritual witch spells in the background while this Christmas party is going on. Implying that she is the person that is conjuring or creating the Green Knight, yep. and all of these other things. So, mom conjures the Green Knight. The Green Knight comes in, and it is first. This movie is beautiful, mm. and the Green Knight comes in, and he's he's very much what you would want the Green Knight to look like. Oh yeah, I think they nailed they it. They totally Green nailed, Green. nailed the Green Knight. He's like Just a tree man, and he gives the actual um, you know the same Challenge. the same thing that he does in the book, which is you know, Merry Christmas. And, um, uh, I want to, ch- uh, we're playing the game, right? Here's a game. Uh, you hit me with this ax and a year later I get to hit you with the ax. Uh, and the implication being that like, maybe you wouldn't be able to, well, actually, no, they don't hit him with the ax in, in the movie. That's in the book. In the movie, he says, uh, you hit me. And then a year later, I get to hit you. And who wants to play this game? And the old king's like, I'm too old to do it, or I'd do it. And
0: like, no one in the room
2: wants And no to, one in the yeah. room, everyone's sort of looking at each other, being like, mm, I mean, no like thanks. crazy tree person, I'd be a little wary yep. as yeah. well. Um, and then immediately, oops, Sir Gawain jumps up and he's like, I'll do it. And he jumps over the table and he's like, I need a sword. And the king gives him his sword. Uh, Excalibur. Excalibur. Right? No. Probably, we don't know if it is, right. but. They don't really talk about it, but,
1: but they kind of revere
2: the sword as yeah, if it were. the yeah, yeah, sword's absolutely. revered. Yes. Um, Gawain gets the sword. Oh, before this happened the king gave him like a little talking to being like hey man i kind of know you suck at everything um and maybe one day you'll be good and i'm rooting for you right says the king and gawain's like cool thanks and they're they're related and that's true in the in the, in, in the book that they're related he's the king's nephew so the uncle king says uh you're kind of adrift and nameless and i'm sorry that i've kind of been ignoring you your whole life but maybe one day you'll pull together and you know i'm here for you man and gawain's like thanks um <laughs> Gawain takes a sword, uh, goes to the Green Knight, and he's like, "Are you sure we want to do this?" Uh, the Green Knight uh, shows him his neck. Gawain chops the Green Knight's head off, uh, and is super proud of himself. And then the Green Knight picks up his head and says, "I'll see you in a year," and maniacally cackles as he like rides out of the Green uh, out of um, Camelot. And all the knights uh, burst into applause, and Gawain has this look like, "Ah,
0: crap!" Yeah, horror, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and the Green Knight leaves his axe behind. The which green knight, yes, leaves his axe behind. Yeah. yeah.
2: Which
1: Gawain has to take. Well it seems like when he's giving the challenge, he's implying that we're gonna fight a bunch. And
0: yes, if you that's can like true.
1: sneak a blow on my shoulder, then I'll get to get you, cut you the same You're way. right. That's a fair point. And yeah. then and then Gawain gets up and he's like ready, ready for a fight. fight, and the knight, and the green knight bends down and offers his neck. Yeah. And he's like, What's going on? Yes. Like, get up and fight me? This is so weird. And he's like, "You're bringing this on yourself." I would rather fight you, but since you're just offering your neck, I'm going to do it. Right. And it mm-hmm. does, and gets kind of gets
2: trapped. Yeah. Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it's presented. Is that we're going to do a, a duel? Um. Okay. And then this like local folklore uh, uh <laughs> sort of gets built around Gawain as yeah. the person who kills, who chops off the Green Knight. And he's kind of this local hero, but everyone. But the local folklore is also and then one day Gawain's going to go get his chap chopped off and he doesn't have the same magic thing. Sure. And so Gawain's kind of got this like um, he's getting the benefit of being this hero. Like everyone knows him at the bar and are singing songs and buying him drinks. But they're also kind of slagging on his mom a little bit. Um, cause his mom is a witch lady. What's her name? Morgana? No, Morgan. Morgan. maybe Morgan, oh, Morgan it, Le
0: Fay in this it would be
2: Morgan. Le Fay. Yeah, I yeah. guess but, she is,
0: but she's not named that, but in she's the, not named that in there.
2: The um, mother in the movie. In the, and then, so then Gawain is kind of like a local hero, but he knows in the back of his mind, he's got to go do this thing and he's going to die. Um, then there's this great scene where he's in a bar fight and then he looks up and there's snow falling and he realizes, oh crap, it's winter time. I got to get on this journey. Okay. um, Uh, He goes on the journey um, and essentially from the beginning of his journey all the way to the end of his journey is just one string of absolute failure. Um, And this is not in the book. None of this is in the book. Now, the journey depicted in the book is the things that they that they take creative license and and depict in. Uh, The movie are things that are mentioned in the book. He does see giants. Just not at length. He he does see wild men. He does see animals. Uh, The girl who lost her head, that's not in the book. Um, But he goes on this series of adventures. um, And I don't want to, we don't need to spend too much time with these series of adventures. Suffice to say that he um, basically makes a screw up of almost every single one of them. He feels okay with the headless girl. I guess so. But he also tried to, like, he wanted to, he was trying to like console her and touch her. And she was like, you know, why are you touching me? Why are you touching me? You're a knight. Like knights don't touch noble ladies. Duh. And he's like, I'm so, so sorry. Sorry. Oh, yeah, like he's, he's just, but he's kind of awkward. And yeah, then yes. when she asked him to go and find the head,
1: her head that she has lost, he's like, what do I get out of this?" Yeah, exactly. She's like, why, Why do you, you ask that? <laughs> Why would
2: you ask that? Yes. so Because any
1: good night, like if there's a we'll deed do doing, it. you go yeah. and do the deed. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, that was
2: a so particularly... Say, so,
0: he goes off on this quest. He gets captured by bandits. He, he, yeah, they, he gets captured by
2: bandits, um, and he gets bound, and there's this sort of weird scene. Now, there's a way you can probably interpret this movie. There's this weird scene where he gets captured by bandits pretty early on in the film, and they bind him, and then there's this... The, the, the movie is very sort of... Um, it's it's like it's oh, surreal surreal. Yes. It's sort of yep. magic realism. It's shot very interestingly, very beautifully. There are these you know, these these camera angles where they're depicting something that you know doesn't really have any bearing to the story. And there's this one scene where he's bound, and then the camera goes around full 360 degrees. And when you see Gawain again, it is a bound skeleton in the ground, implying that. He's died, but then the camera goes back three hundred and sixty degrees and it's back to him yeah. struggling to get out of out of the the, the the chains. So it's like dead men walking, or if he's if you stay here, you die. Yes. One of right. one of the two. Now sure. there the well there's one way you can interpret this that everything that happens after that scene, Gawain has in fact actually died and he's in now some kind of like purgatory testing land. I'm sure
0: he's just Mm -hmm. or Jacob's ladder. He's just dead the whole time. Yes, and
2: and so maybe we could we could uh, build on that interpretation. I have a certain degree of sympathy for that, whatever, because things do get more surreal after after that.
0: that. But the movie doesn't come back to that moment. No, right? No,
2: so this is just a sort of throwaway moment, anyway. But it is this this um, series of Gawain just screwing up all of these tasks that he has. Um, He gets befriended by like a magical talking fox, which is (laughs) he's he's the he's the. he steals the show. that sure. fox. I love that Fox. Um, and at one point the Fox is saying things like you're, you're an idiot. Don't do this. Go um, home, man. Go well, home. Comes, like, that's like, way, yeah. he's, yeah. way later. Though. He's not going to give you mercy. Yeah. Don't do this. Yeah.
1: Um, I feel like that's not, a, he's not in his buddy's corner.
2: Yeah. Sure. yeah. Yeah. So Gawain goes on this, on this, this uh, quest. He does find this house when he's kind of destitute and he thinks he's going to die. He doesn't yes. have any food. He eats mushrooms. He barfs. Um, <laughs> It's uh, real high for a minute. He, yeah. Yes. He there's giants and he tries to talk to the giants and the Fox has to save him from the giants. And it's, you know, it's bizarre. <laughs> he finally gets to this house, which is like the book and yes. he meets the Lord and he meets this lady and the lady's witch lady. So the, the beautiful lady, um, and she looks exactly like his brothel. Yes. Broth he looks, girl. It looks, it is same the same actress, same actress, same actress playing, actress. playing yeah. and yeah. she is this beautiful, noble lady, uh, and wearing like. Pretty nice outfit. That dress, that was a very beautiful dress. It's, uh, it's a... beautiful dress, but a does not scan- leave a lot yes. to the imagination. It was slightly yes. scandalous. Yes. Um, Something that
1: they probably would not have worn in point. Arthurian England. Fair now, point. the
2: costumes, like we've said, the costumes in this movie, very beautiful. Um, Vogue did a big uh, um, sort of editorial on really? the designer yeah. of all of these costumes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a gorgeous movie. Um, now, in... In the movie the, the my favorite part of the movie is the speech that the wife gives about the color green hmm. and how green sort of is like this thing that is relentlessly moving nature relentlessly moving forward that mankind is trying to live with. Thought it was a great speech. I want to go back and rewatch that scene. Yeah. That was awesome. I thought it was kind of like
1: here is our environmentalist <laughs>
2: agenda. That's
1: that's what oh, I really felt like to you me. thought so. It felt like to oh, me like we're, what that. we're saying with this movie is that Man is at war with nature, and nature will win in the end. Well, oh, maybe, I, maybe. I, I didn't. I didn't that's pick up I on that. That's what I felt when I read it. It oh. made me
2: uncomfortable. Oh, but. I loved that. I thought it was like uh, here is this person who is depicting sort of um, the, uh, the sort of like the the struggle that we have against the inevitability of decay. That's right. sort of how I saw it. But anyway, I'm on board for that. Yeah. But if it's like
1: here's what the movie's really about oh. and it's environmentalist agenda, that's that kind of Oh, anyway.
2: So Gawain, is that. Oh, one thing I forgot to say when before he left to go on this quest, his mom gave him a present and it's yes. this green belt. Yes. And she obviously did some like woo woo witchcraft to it. And you see the scene where her and her little daughters are like binding this, um, rock that she etched a rune into in this belt. And they're all like mystically dancing. And, and doing... it's
1: really obvious that the green knight was her own conjuring. Yes. Earlier. Yes. yes.
2: So it's obvious that mom is like pulling the strings to make her son do this thing. Right. This like weird, quest where he could go die
0: and you said the so the sash is supposed to protect him
2: yes and the mom says whatever you know wear this sash um, and uh, make sure you're wearing it when you get back like wear this the whole time and he's like okay The bandits take it pretty immediately. Everything, right? Yes, the bandits take it, his sword, everything. He loses his horse. um, So he loses his sash, and then he just sort of is a failure. Okay. He gets to the the house. The Lord is there. The Lord is very uh, much like the Lord in the book, who loves hunting. There's just something off about this house because it's a little weird, and the game is kind of there. And the the woman who lives there has apparently invented photography. Yes. Yes. The woman who lives there invented photography. Yeah. Uh, You can, yeah, you can, that's kind of weird. And the Lord does do the thing where he's like, I'm going to go hunting and whatever I get, you get, and whatever you get at home, you give back to me. But it's not as in depth, that's not the central part of the book like it is in Sir Gawain Mm -hmm. and the Green Knight. That's that's like the central conceit. This is just kind of like a little side thing in the movie. Um, It's clear that the lady is interested in Gawain and Gawain's just sort of floating around this house. And he knows that the green chapel is close by. And then there's a scene where the lady, very much like in the book, comes to his chamber, seduces him. But she seduces him by saying, look, I've got this green sash. So she produces the green sash. And she's, he's like, hey, where'd you get that? That's like the exact same thing that my mom gave me. And she's like, I made it. And if you, he's like, I'm going to give it to you. And if you want it, it will keep you alive and you won't die. Um, and you can serve, she basically is like, you can like survive the green Knight. So if you want the scene, he's like, I do want it. She's like, how bad do you want it? And there's this like weird scene where she's essentially seducing him and, uh, he is going, he really wants the sash. And at some point then it's kind of this like awkward sexual experience where, um, at the end of it, she mocks him. Um and she says, You're no knight. He gives, to the, he gives
0: in to the sexual s- experience. S- yes. He
2: gives in to the seduction. And and takes the sash the sash, And the sash is wrapped up in her seduction and wrapped up yeah. in his uh in his Failure. like Risk. desire to protect yeah, sure. himself. Yeah. And he sort of gets taken along in the, the, the woman's seduction and uh to the and then at the end of it the the sort of sexual experience is over and the sash is soiled in that way. Um um and she says you're no knight. And he looks, you know, like, and she sort of laughs at him. He looks really upset.
1: Because no knight would take a present like that, cowardice, and and sleep sleep with with the the wife of Mm -hmm. the guy that's, you know, it's very, it's very unknightly behavior. So
2: Gawain is just not great. Um, He's not killing it. He's bad at uh, the the tasks. He's self-serving and he's also like, um, essentially sort of selfish, right? right? Like the lady throws himself at him and he goes for it. Uh, uh, the other lady that he tries to help she, he tries to like get something out of it and she's like, that's not nightly. The, the, so by the time of the movie you look at this guy and you're like, Oh, this guy's just the worst. He right. even lies about the little
1: token that his his brothel girl oh, gave yeah. him. Oh, she asks right. and he's I like, think, yeah. yeah, that's nothing. I just and, found
2: it. Yeah, but It's really like his one true love gave him this bell to remember her by. Oh, and he just, just like lets it go. Yeah. It's so, She takes it, right? He's mm-hmm. just yeah. kind of worthless. Yeah. You don't really like him that yeah. okay. much. Okay, then you get the scene where he goes to and finds the Green Knight. And he finds the Green Knight in the Green Chapel, and it is cool. Yep. The Green Chapel's great, cool. The Green yeah. Knight is sitting there all like quiet and still. Wayne got there a day early, early right? Yeah, <laughs> so he's got to like chill out in the chapel for a day. Yeah, and the knight just sits there like a tree. Knight just sits there like a tree. There was one moment where at nighttime, the knights, the Green Knight's face does seem to morph and change a little bit, and I didn't really notice it too much. I thought maybe it was the Lord's face. Maybe you thought maybe it was the King's face. No, I thought it, I thought you said, I thought it was, the Lord's I was pretty face. sure it was the Lord's face. I think you maybe saw it, the King's face. Uh, I can't I think I saw the King's face. Yes. There it is. Yeah. Anyway, so there's, a, is, there's this, like in the book, the green knight is the Lord, Lord. at the house. Yes. And so I assume that's what it was going to be. Oh, there's also this scene where when the green, when Gawain's going to the green knight's chapel, the Lord's like, Hey man, where are you going? And Gawain, Gawain's like, I got to get out of here. Right. You guys are kind of weird. And um, and the Lord says, "Well, you need to give me what you owed, what you owe me." And he leans down, he kisses Gawain, presumably like saying, "My wife gave you this favor; you need to give this favor back to me." Uh, Megby, you thought that there was maybe something more into that.
0: Maybe it was again in the book. It seems like the the Lord is kind of laughing these things off as they happen. And this was a very serious moment between the two. So again, it's just portrayed differently than the, than in the book.
2: Anyway. So then Gawain gets to the green knight and the, the head chopping scene plays out very similar to the book. In the first instance, the first thing Gawain, the green knight's like, all right, welcome back. Let's do this. Takes the ax, brings it up, is about to drop it down and Gawain flinches and freaks out. And then the Lord's like, buddy, I didn't flinch. And Gawain's like, okay, okay, I'll do it this time. And then the second time the Lord or the green knight takes the axe and goes down and Gawain says, stop, I can't do this, and runs out of the chapel crying, runs into the stream again, sees his horse eating and drinking uh, by the, you know, just sort of like chilling out is overjoyed to see Gringlet, gets on Gringlet and goes home.
0: Can I just say at this point in the movie, AJ and Graham are like audibly frustrated yes. and like, come
1: on. We freaked out. Yes. It was we were funny. very upset. I was, it was very yeah, funny. Very irritated.
2: Um, and then you re- sort of, then, then a couple of things happen. Then He goes home when he comes back, he's turned into a knight. The king dies. And then you get into this montage where you realize, oh, we are going to be seeing the rest of Sir Gawain's life. Um, if he makes that, if voice. he, if he, if he's, we were to see his life. Um, and then sort of you very clearly realize this, this is sort of like not really happening. Gawain is thinking this, this is what my life would be like if I flee this moment. So bad patterns of behavior, and it's like bad he, patterns of behavior. Go for it. Well, sorry, I'm no, please I need a sip of coffee.
1: I'm sorry, I feel bad. It's your episode. Um, so it's bad patterns of behavior. He gets back, and it's clear that he's not really brave. Like his brothel girl that he has sort of, you know, promised fealty to. He impregnates her, but then they just pay her off and take the kid and yep. leave her alone. And she, Cries. you know, he goes off to war and he marries this other princess. And then every once in a while, he'll see her when she's older and looking kind of decrepit because she doesn't presumably have very good health care. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, sure. yes. like it's just hard, hard life being a you know forty two year old girl who grew up in a brothel. Yeah. And, And so... And then eventually there's another army that's defeating him and knocking down his door and as he sits there everyone abandons him like his mom yeah, and well, his queen. Let's, let's, and so
2: there's a couple of things in there that that um, they. this is when they really dial in on that green sash yes. as the symbol. So right. he's told so, that
0: it'll protect him. That's so. right.
2: So it, his mom said this is going to protect you and so he wears it for the rest of his life. Yes. And then this montage we see the rest of his life. He becomes king. He uh, foolishly goes off to war. His beloved son is killed in war. Um, It's clear that the war is not going well and it's coming to his house. There are scenes where he's like sleeping with his wife uh, on his wedding night and she comes to take the sash off. He's like, nope, stop it. Uh, and leave the sash on right. and so this uh, this whole time he sort of like has this sash, he sort of fingers the sash and holds on to it and yes, and then there's this scene where I bet it smells just too high. It's yeah, pretty nasty. Yeah, sure. And then there's this scene where, uh, where his castle is being besieged and he is an old king on the throne and his mom is like, alright, peace out, I'm out of here. She leaves, all the attendants leave, all his knights are dead around him and he's sitting on the throne, defiant and angry and his kingdom has been crumbling around him and he looks down. He sees the sash. He takes the sash off, throws the sash on the ground, and that moment his head falls off, as if he's been his head's been chopped off. Sure. And you get the and then and then so this has gone on for maybe 15 minutes. This little montage, maybe less than that. It
0: and feels like you, a long time. It
2: feels like a long time. Right. And then you go back, and it's young Gawain in the chapel, and. He realized this has sort of happened in his mind or he's had this vision and he goes to the green knight and he says wait a second wait a second I need something I need to do something and he un he takes the green sash he unknots it he takes it from around himself he puts it on the ground he says okay now I'm ready and then the green knight says off with your head yep. and he's like the,
1: all right let's pop that head right off yeah. the,
2: the great thing is they
1: actually in the book, the Green Knight has kind of this mocking attitude yep. where he makes fun of him. He like swings and he's like, "Oh, I just I wasn't quite ready." And mm-hmm. he's just messing with Sir Gawain. And I love that they kept the attitude because yep. the Green Knight still kind of throws some shade and makes fun of him and is a little mocking mm-hmm. and I thought they they like the Green Knight
2: in the movie I thought was They did a great job. It's perfect. Yep. Yeah. So, and then he says, "Off with your head" with a little smile and the movie ends. You don't know if the Green Knight does like what the Green Knight does in the book, which is just give Gawain a little nick, but presumably like Gawain has learned the lesson of that, you know, he needs to sort of be his own man. Step Um,
1: up to the hard thing. Step up to the hard thing. thing.
2: So let's sort of unpack, yeah, let's unpack that message and then, and then we'll do the same thing with, with the book. Where where are we at time wise? And then, okay. And then we'll do the same thing with the book and maybe uh, we'll um, sort of draw my, my two conclusions here about metaphors. So, The green sash ends up being this, like, the thing that, um, what, is holding you back or this artificial, I don't know, this, like, artificial uh, sense of your own security. Basically, it's, like, you need to give up this thing that is um, stopping you from, like, shouldering the responsibility yourself. You can't just, like that mom's gonna bail you out sure. right like you need to grow you need to man up and 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 basically face the consequences of reality yeah um and because there's a because it's really ex, it's an existential movie like there's many times where gawain's like is this all there is is this what is this it am i gonna die and this is all that there is and i'm dead everyone's like yeah and he's like <laughs> yeah and then gawain gets this vision of what a bad life would be like right and then he says, "Okay, I'm ready now to face reality. I'm ready now to face that big question, which is, you know, do I have what it takes in the face of certain sheer death? Can I like, can I honorably shoulder that thing?" And so the sash is, I guess, somehow metaphorical or symbolic of, um, you know, trying to te- take the cheap way out, have the magic thing that keeps right. your head on your shoulders there's probably lots of things that we could say where it's wrapped up in the security of like his mom, like his mom is trying to, it's weird. So she's like creating the path for him to walk down. She's creating this monster, but and she's protecting also him. protecting him from the monster. Yeah, sure. So she's almost like artificially trying to get yeah. him to grow up. She wants yeah, him to have his legend, right? She wants him to have his legend, yeah, seems but like she's, she's trying to get him in at court, yeah. right? She's have trying to big crazy thing happen, but keep him safe the whole time. Yes. Yeah. So she wants him to have all of the benefits of honorable manhood without any of the dangers of manhood along the way. Sure. And it's not. In, and so at the end, he realizes the only way to actually have the benefits of being an honorable man is to throw off those things that. Are holding me back and sort of face this thing on my own power. Sure. That's that's the lesson of this movie. It's like, you know, uh, you gotta grow up sometime. You can't like always just have your mom bail you out. Your magic witch mom bail you out. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> if I had a
1: token, you know, if I had a coin for every time I heard that. Oh <laughs> sure. it reminded me of the the quote from Julius Caesar, there is a tide in the affairs of men which taken to the flood leads on to fortune, omitted all the voyage of their life is bound in shallows and in miseries. Right? Cool. Like yeah. If he doesn't if he doesn't do the thing.
2: He'll, he will have undercut himself forever. yes so this is the movie ends up being very much uh, um, the way to grow up is you need to like shoulder your own responsibility, be your own man and in many ways cast off the things cast off the crutches of childhood and, and like face the inevitable on your own is that, would you say that's a fair reading of it? Yeah, again, the,
0: so in the book, you get the actual, like, what happens to Gawain. Yeah. And in the movie, it doesn't matter. It doesn't the, matter. The point is that he has accepted, yes. this is what needs to happen.
2: Even if, even if like, it, it's just a nick on the his, neck and he goes home, yes. he would be an honorable man who would do the right thing. If he gets or, his head chopped yes. off, at least he, he was his own man. Yes, exactly.
0: Right? So that's. I think that was my comment to you right after. It's a much more psychological story. Yep. It's about Gawain the individual as opposed to the lesson, which yes. you're going to talk about it's in a about second. It's
2: about Gawain the individual and the individual learning how to be his own person, yeah. which is very different than what the, the lesson book. is in Sir Gwyneth and the Green Knight. Because sure. it has, it, it, it's, anyway, so the metaphor. The sash ends up being a symbol of that, um, of the things that you carry with you that you actually, that think are going to save you and are actually holding you back. And if you just sort of get the like cojones enough to undo the sash, now you're a man, my friend. That's the, sure. that's the, Even the though,
0: he might have died, right?
2: That's Even if a, he dies, yeah. right? So that's sort of how the, the green sash is, is, is me- metaphorically treated in this movie. Right. And I posit that that is a relatively straightforward metaphor. That's a pretty simple and easy thing to understand. Sure. Um, that uh, on for, on one viewing, we can watch that. We can see it and be like, oh, that sash is sort of the shame, the misery. We get it. It's, yeah. it. And so if you get rid of that and the moral of the story is like, you know, be a man uh, do it on your own strength. No shortcuts. A fine, a fine sto- uh, um, metaphor. Okay. In, in the movie, and the book, Sir Gawain the Green Knight, um, the sash is not introduced at all until towards the end. It's kind of the sash that comes out of nowhere. Gawain in the story of Sir Gawain and the Green Knight is not a failure of a knight. He's a paragon of virtue the entire story.
0: But he is like the least of the knights
2: and right? he is he he thinks of, he thinks he's the weakest knight okay. he's like the baby knight he doesn't have a whole lot of legends about him he doesn't have it, any legends that much is true yes so he's young he has no legends he says uh, to king arthur who is young and boisterous and merry in the story and who's like old and like a paper bag in the book <laughs> in the movie yeah in the um, movie the court seems kind of like a drab yeah, place the court to be. seems like kind it's, of it just look it just you look at it and it just makes you feel like you're gonna get a cold just like sitting in there so you get like some sort of tetanus yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, but like, in the book it seems like a party you'd actually want to be yeah. at and, and weirdly enough even the green knight seems like a jolly
2: fellow yeah hmm. the book there's there's uh, um yeah it's jovial for sure although the green knight is mocking um and the court i think this is a key part the court in the green knight is young uh, Arthur has no beard. Guinevere is, is a new bride. Um, everybody are these young knights and they are reveling in their virtue that everybody knows them to be the comeliest and the courtliest and the most well-mannered knights in all the land. And the green knight comes in. He says, I hear you guys think you're great and I'm here to test it. And so there's this like testing of the community. It, there's no testing of the community in the movie. It's the mm-hmm. testing of Gawain. Yes. But in the in the book, it's I am here to test that you guys are what you say you are. And Gawain stands up and says, "I am going to be an ambassador for my community wow. and shoulder this test." So already we've got a big difference.
0: Because even because in the movie, almost the so the roundtable fails in the beginning. Exactly. No, no one else wants. No, no one, to one else step wants forward. to step
2: up. Yeah. And in the in uh, in the movie, you get the sense of like, well. Who gives two craps about the community? Because it's this is all about Gawain's. Like, is he going to be his own person? Right. It's very individualistic. Where in the book, Gawain says, "I'll do this," and everyone, you know, for everybody else, so that Arthur doesn't have to do it, so that other people don't have to do it. Since I'm the least knight, and this seems a little fishy, I'll do it. Um, so he does it. He chops a head off, and then he goes on this quest. And his quest, he is uh, a paragon of virtue. He, you know, he gets into rough situations, and he's cold and hungry on Christmas. And then when he finds the Lord's house, and, and if you if you want greater detail on this, you can go back and listen to an episode that we've done on Sir Gawain and the Green Knight, um, where we talk about um, probably the Platonic soul and that kind of stuff. But yes. at the Lord's house, the lady tests Gawain's virtue. Um, she flirts with him, and episode then f- 61.
0: episode sixty one. Episode sixty one. A long time
2: ago. And then she ultimately does fall in love with Gawain and offers herself sexually to Gawain which he refuses uh, very politely and um and he's in kind of like a Potiphar's wife's type of situation And does it in a way that like
1: maintains her virtue yes. and maintains the virtue of the house mm-hmm. and everyone comes out of it looking pretty good. Yes. In the, yeah, like no one's honor is if, offended, if even though wife, she was just sort of throwing herself Exactly. If yeah. the
2: wife sort of let her passions run away with her, Gawain is able to navigate that situation where even the wife's virtue at the end of it, where if she if she were to come to our senses and be like, oh, man, of course I shouldn't have fallen in love with Gawain. No damage has been done. It's very, it's a great story.
1: Yeah, he doesn't say no, you hussy. Yes, he says, exactly. He says like, you are so virtuous and thank you for having me in your house. And he just... Like, I cannot yep. teach you about
2: love because I don't know that much about love. Yeah. And he says, Your husband a, yeah. knows more than I do, kind of thing. It's, it's awesome. Okay. And then there is, and then she, at the end of it, she says, Well, then do take some gift from me. And he says, Okay. And she says, Here's a green sash that if you wear, you won't get killed. And he's like, Sweet. Awesome. And he takes it because he's going to meet the Green Knight. Um, Gawain is supposed to be giving the gifts back to the host that he received, and either through his own Desire to save his life or his own sort of ignorance and he doesn't put the pieces together Gawain keeps the sash in the book and he should have given it back and he should have given it back and then he goes to the green chapel and the first time he does flinch and the green knight laughs at him and he says I didn't flinch and Gawain's like you're right the second time the green knight draws the axe down and stops, and Gawain doesn't flinch. But the Green Knight goes, ah, oh, oh, okay. Just getting warmed up. Just, getting, Just warmed getting, up. getting warmed up. And then Gawain's like, do it already. Like, this second time, Gawain is not flinching in any way. He is steadfast. And then the third time, the, the axe nicks his neck. Gawain jumps up. He's like, that's it. That that was the deal. You it, got counts. You it, got counts. it counts. It counts. It counts. Totally counts. And, he, and then the Green Knight says, reveals himself to be the host, and he says, um... You, I, my wife tested you three times you passed the test three times except in the end right. you took the green sash um, I cannot fault you for anything except that you loved your own life you are the greatest knight I've ever seen nobody is going to blame you for wanting to stay alive and Gawain says I can't believe I'm such a failure mm, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I'm let me the worst at everything yeah. so let me see if I can find the line where the green knight praises him here Um, let's see where it is. Sorry, I should have pulled this up earlier. Um, Skewed to one side his skin. Yeah, so the Green Knight admires Gawain and it says, um, so this is what the Green Knight says to Gawain about just nicking his neck. Because the belt you are bound with belongs to me. It was woven by my wife, so I know it very well. And I know of your courtesies and conduct and kisses and the wooing of my wife, for it was all my work. I sent her to test you. And in truth, it turns out you're by far the most faultless fellow on earth. I love it. So it's like it seems as if the Green Knight's done this a bunch, right? And he's like, out of everybody, like you scored. You're like uh, on I the, see. you know, the, you know, the right hand the ninety-eight. Right. Good job. That's right. Yeah. You're on the right hand tail of virtue here. Sure. Um, but Gawain, um, as a pearl is more prized than a pea, which is white. So by God is Gawain amongst gallant knights. But a little thing more. It was loyalty that you lacked, not because you're wicked or a womanizer or worse like Gawain in the movie Mm. but you loved your own life so I blame you less and then Gawain says a curse upon cowardice and covetousness they breed villainy and vice and destroy all virtue my downfall and undoing let the devil take it and he throws the the belt on the ground Um, so Gawain sees it and he's like oh my goodness you have revealed my own um, sort of worthlessness to myself I prized life over honor and the Green Knight's like dude Like, don't worry about it. Everyone prizes life over honor. Um, Everything else that you've done has been uh, the greatest thing. You are the most virtuous knight, and Gawain is upset because he is not perfect. And then there's this sort of lesson that you can draw about uh, virtue being not about perfection, but being about desire. The fact that Gawain loves the good, and this is what I teach my students. Um, the winning move for Gawain is that he loves the good for itself, not because what it can get him, not because of his reputation, not because of any of that. He reveres the good because it is good. And he tries to live his life in that way. And in this one slip up, he beats himself up. But the, but the move that actually saved his life was the desire to be virtuous, not the actual virtue, but the desire to be virtuous. And the green knight recognizes this. And so then Gawain says, okay, then this sash is going to be a reminder of this lesson for me. And he binds it around his waist, and he rides home. And this, I think, is an important part. When he gets home, everybody in Camelot says, buddy, what's the deal with the sash? And he doesn't lie to them. He tells them the entire story truthfully. Mm. And he says, I love my own life. This sash is my shame. And Arthur merrily laughs and um, and says, you know what? We are uh, this isn't your shame. We are all going to wear this sash. Um, uh, let's see where I can find it. Um, um, so Gawain's real hard on himself. He says, once entwined with sin, man is twined for all time. The king gave comfort. Then laughter filled the castle, and in a friendly accord, the company of the court allowed that each lord belonging to their order, every knight in the brotherhood, should bear such a belt a bright green belt worn obliquely to the body crosswise like a sash for the sake of this man. So that slanting green stripe was adopted as their sign and each knight who held it was honored forever. So the, the belt ends up being the symbol for each knight of this lesson learned and the lesson being that the saving move of life, the right conduct is not the perfect action. The right conduct is the right desire that you love the good above other things. And even though Gawain has hardened himself for failing, his life was saved because it's not like his heart was in the right place. That's sort of uh, um, a, 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 a sort of simple way to say it. But the metaphor ends up being this like mixture of shame for not being perfect. But then also a remembrance of mercy received from the Green Knight. So you've right. kind of got this gospel thing attached to it. So shame for your, um, that, you know, for your- Your down, downfalls. You're, your you're downfalls. Shame for your downfalls. The mercy received. And then also this token of a reminder that the thing you focus on is not perfection, or how other people perceive you, like, the, like the, at the, the stories at the beginning where the Green Knight's like, I heard you guys are so great and I'm here to test it. So it's not the reputation, it's not the perfection, but it's like actually wanting the right thing. It is a well-ordered desire is the right move. So for Sir Gawain and the Green Knight, the book, the sash um, is this really complicated metaf- mixture of shame and mercy and rightly ordered desires, which the interplay of these things, and then also the fact that that is, is, is a gift that is brought back to the community, and the community has these sort of eyes, or the king at least has the wisdom to see that this is the story that we should all learn, and that they all have it, and at the end, Camelot is more greatly enriched because of Gawain's virtue and love of virtue. So, um. The reason why I love the book more than the movie is is the movie gave you like uh, uh, sort of this very modern individual individual individualistic story, almost this like you know. Um, This like as I was watching the movie, I was like, "This feels like I'm listening to a Jordan Peterson lecture, right?" Like it's kind of this. Let's use myth to really psych ourselves up to be like men of action and uh, uh, and uh, you know shoulder you know like sort of scream in the face of impending death and chaos, and that's what it means to be alive. Fair enough, whatever, that's fine. Um, But uh, in the old story, uh, you've got the. Um, interplay of man and community community and man the individual who brings a gift to the community that strengthens the community the, the man who can only do what he's done because he knows the community is thinking of him praying for him and he would be eternally ashamed if he uh, did these bad things going in the movie does all this terrible stuff and hides it from everybody, hides it from his mom, hides it from the King. Everyone mm-hmm. kind of knows he's this bad dude and he's like sleeping with ladies and all this kind of stuff. But Hey, as long as you can keep it, he's, he has no shame about it. Right. Uh, or if he has shame, he still doesn't, that doesn't modulate his actions. Whereas Gawain has a strong sense of like, if I did this thing, who am I? Who am I? If I, if I am cowardly. Um, and so in the end, the community he brings this gift to the community where they can deepen their understanding of virtue. It's that desiring the right thing saves you from death is the winning move in life. But on the other hand, you have this more sobering, mature vision of no man can be perfect. Uh, true men can but try, which is a sort of repeated thing that happens. So. The green sash in this version, in the book version, ends up being this really much more nuanced and harder to absorb metaphor. And the one in the movie tends to be sort of this like easier to absorb metaphor.
0: Yeah, it's only the bad part of it is what the movie has. I yeah. would say yeah. that the movie has some of that community aspect in that there is it, the failure is not only meted out on Gawain. It's the entire kingdom that is destroyed from his... But it's because life. he's a
2: bad man, right? Like, uh, because he is a wicked person, he comes back and he rules his kingdom. Like, like crap.
0: I guess I just mean that the story could have just ended with, he ends up with his girlfriend from the beginning and he lives a sad life. But mm. instead, it's I see what you're saying. The entire yeah, yeah. kingdom falls apart. Yeah. Which yeah. 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 It's kind of the opposite, uh, you know, the flip side of the coin from what the book is trying to say. there's, good that comes to the kingdom from this gift as opposed to its destruction
2: yeah it would have been a much different ending if he goes back and everyone in the kingdom's like oh you're alive well welcome back i guess and he marries that girl and then like the last scene is sort of him sitting in his orchard looking in the distance being like what if right Right? that would have been a very different movie but this is like he becomes the king the kingdom falls apart his head falls off um but um anyway so the um um yeah, the, the, that, having that metaphor... Yeah, that was sort of the... the I don't know what else to say about it, but that was the... Um, um, uh, the older book really lends a much more... Diff- uh, a metaphor more worthy to think about um, through many different readings, right? Like sure. I've taught Sir Gawain and the Green Knight for 10 years now, which is crazy to think about. And every time the the nuances of what the green sash and what it represents is different. Sometimes you look at it and you're like, Oh, why do you even do that? It's such, you know, it's, it's a remembrance of your shame. The other time it's like, Oh, but it really is this, this symbol of a lesson that is, you know, you have to love the right things. Um, you can even look at it from the community, right? The adoption of the green sash
1: by everyone else is, supporting someone else's exactly. failings and not only that, but it becomes a reminder of all of men. Like right. we all sin, man. Like yes. we all screw up a little bit. It's not just you. You're part of a community. Yes. And so it's, it's like a community coming in to cover failings and man's sin plus the forgiveness and redemption. Like there's some gospel. Yeah. Like you said, there's gospel in
2: there. There, there's so many different ways to read it. Having, having the community learn a lesson through the experience of one person to me is a very different and something that is very, that we don't think about too much anymore. Right? Like um, if, if I have, if I've learned some hard won lesson through my life um, um, and AJ knows about it and hears the story and then secondhand learns the lesson and then it also improves AJ's life. That is a, deepening and enriching thing that community can bring. And I think that's, if we go back to two episodes about the, um, about the happiness Mm. uh, qualification, um, I think that's also what's meant when you say um, real community is needed for happiness, whether it's family or friends, people who are happy when you're happy or sad when you're sad. I think it also has this element to it that um, um, there's something healing and whole for Gawain to come home to a people that welcome him, understand his shame, bear it with him, and Camelot is improved because of it. Whereas in the movie, it's well, at least Gawain like got a taste of what it meant to be his own man. That to me feels less than got to go home and be welcomed and like what he brought. To the community, improve the community, and the community healed him, or the community welcomed him back. Sure. Well, this is why I keep a meticulous record of all of Graham's <laughs> failings, yeah, because yeah. not right.
1: only does it make him feel better, it mm-hmm. heals me. Like, we are healed because of this knowledge of all of his failures.
2: Yes. Sure. Um, so it's, you know, uh, the, the old medieval Sir Gawain and the Green Knight has a like, no man is an island, everybody is sort of in this together, whereas... I posit that the the movie The Green Knight is a very modern interpretation of this old story. It's all about this individual person learning his one lesson that sort of profits him. And in many ways, the winning move for him is like saying, basically throwing off where he's from, his mom, or sort of throwing off the past. I don't know. Um, that thing. Or just it, like it can lend itself some pretty dark interpretations. Doing the hard thing.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say because it's his, he has a final moment of bravery. He's been cowardly. He has not lived up to his um, morals his entire life. That's the whole beginning of the movie, and then in the end, he finally throws off the one thing to protect him to face um, what he should. Yes. So I don't know. There is a there's a heroic element
2: to there it. There is a heroic element to it. I'm sure some people will have a field day with like um, that. What he's done is he's like. Thrown off some sort of like, um, you know, f- uh, feminine crutch. Like he, like he's removed himself from like the, his mother's influence, and now he's like welcomed into the realm of violence. I don't know. There's mm. probably like like some sort of um, uh, um, um, sort of gendered interpretations of the story that you can take. Which again, I think sort of is something that um, uh, w- why I think it's it's sort of a movie of our times. Um, the the story, um, the of the book, the old the old tale, yes, has this jo- has this jovialness to us that this movie doesn't have. Um, it has seriousness and it's got fear and it's got death, but it's also um has this um, it's not redemptive. It's not it's not a cookie cutter simple redemptive ending, but it is redemptive, in that. Um, Gawain and Camelot have been deepened and have been widened by this experience. And it's, it, there's a maturity to their understanding of virtue. Whereas in the beginning, they may be more had, le- had, the like cartoon version of virtue. Um, just be a knight who does the right thing. And now at the end, it's like, love the right thing. And you are a knight. <laughs> yeah, you might fail, but yeah. the trick is to keep at it. And the kid, the trick, and to, the trick is to is to make reverence. It should be reverent to this thing. Um, and th- the, uh, yeah, this is why the poem will have
1: staying power for ages and ages and ages mm-hmm. more. Is because the ending is unexpected. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't expect the green knight to say it's okay that you kept the sash. Mm-hmm. Like if right. that's the thing you did, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna like I tested you, but just because you failed in one, you didn't fail in all. Mm-hmm. That's totally unexpected. Whereas. I don't think the movie was beautiful. I don't think it'll anybody will reference it again in a decade.
2: Yeah, um, the 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 lesson one moment of doing the right thing sort of overcomes a lifetime of badness. I think is not a great. I, I just don't agree with that. Um, I don't think, I, I, and we see that a lot. There's a lot. Uh, when people talk about like redemption in movies, you always have these like really terrible people who like drink and hate their families and do all this terrible stuff. And then they got like the one moment where they do the sacrificial thing. And you're like, okay, he's redeemed in our eyes. And it's just like, I don't know. I find that to be like, I don't think that's redemption cliche to the point of almost like meaning like, yeah, not redemption at this. Um,
0: anyway, it's more, it's a, it's blood for blood. It's, um, I don't know. I'd have to think more about the terms for it, but again, there is a, there's a good being celebrated in the end. Yes. That he is facing the challenge that he's set up with in the beginning. But uh, I agree with you. that Again, the book doesn't have the side of it that his mother is so
2: involved. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. The mother, yeah, there's no mother of Gawain.
0: And, but is Morgan Le Fay in? She's in it,
2: but she's just like, she was at the house the whole time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so she's the one who made the Green Knight thing possible? Yes. Okay, but... But she was like, anyway, because there's a servant in the movie, mm-hmm. and that's Morgan in the book. Yeah, okay,
2: got it. And Morgan in the book is like, I wanted to destroy Camelot with my Green yes. Knight, and then this one, the Green Knight was like, Yeah, she wanted me to destroy Camelot, but I don't care because you're awesome, right? And I actually, and like you fair? actually destroyed me. It's not like you destroyed me; it's like you won me over. Camelot yeah. is kind of awesome. You can cool. kind of hear her be like, Ah, foiled again. <laughs> sure. um, but again,
0: Morgan is not Gawain's mother correct. in the book. Yeah, um, and I forget anyway. I was reading up on this, and I. I'm forgetting the details now. I think it's like a mistranslation of mm-hmm. like his mom's name is something like Morgan. It's something close to Morgan. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway.
2: anyway, so uh yeah, that was kind of the point of this is is that um um the difficulty of really nuanced metaphors. Um uh like you could not have created the metaphor of the Green Sash and Gawain and the Green Knight without having that whole story. Whereas you could have told that that story of um of like you just gotta like face the bad thing on your own steam. Like you could have done that. I'm trying to think. No, this is. A, I'm just, the 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 richness of the metaphor in the book is um, the the entirety of the book needs to take into account. I, I, I posit that the that the that this green sash in the movie is kind of a one dimensional thing. Yeah, sure. Now it's not to say that that one dimension is not a good lesson. It's an interesting one, but it's it's still. Um, One element, whereas the one in Sir Gawain and the Green Knight, the book, has all of these different things that play to it that um, when these sort of factors interact, contain that richness to it. So that's what I think makes a better complex metaphor is that you have almost these like paradoxical things at interplay. The shame is also the lesson, which is also the grace, which is also the remembrance of what you should do in the future, which is to love the good. Right? Um, yeah. Anyway.
0: Yeah, I like it. Cool. All right. Then let's wrap up. Uh, Gawain's mother is Morgouse. M-O-R-G-A-U-S-E. Mm-hmm. In, the, in like the movie? Morgan, no, no. In the um, book. Oh. Like in history. Morgouse. Uh, not Morgan. So, uh, this has been Classical Stuff. You should know. Thank you all for listening. You can find us online at classicalstuff.net. You can find us on Twitter at Classical Stuff. You can email us at theguysatclassicalstuff.net and you can find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash classical stuff there. You can find our in-between episodes, which we record after each of our episodes. We also do monthly AMAs, which is, I think, some of our best content. So you can check that out if you are interested, patreon.com slash classical stuff. I think that's everything. Bye. back. I think that's it. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Joe. Bye.